0: Welcome to The Awesome Pod Mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today, I'll be talking about the fifth episode of Marvel Studios, Hawkeye. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Ronin, written by Jenna Noel Frazier and directed by Bert and Bertie. This episode begins in the year 2018 with dialogue, background score, and the sister's whistle from the Black Widow movie. Yelena is seen in the snow-covered Alps sporting her white costume. She is on her mission to free one of the Black Widows, Anna, from chemical subjugation. Anna throws the saucer at Yelena, but Yelena doesn't even flinch. Anna was not under the influence of the chemical subjugation. She just lives in a mansion and kills for money. Yelena has been hard at work since the end of Black Widow, which would be somewhere around 2016, barring the post credit scene. She was busy freeing black widows all over the world. When another Black Widow, Sonia, brings up Yelena's living the sex and the city fantasy with Natasha in New York, Yelena's smile wanes. I wonder what that was. Did something happen in the two years since the events of Black Widow? Did Yelena have a fight with Natasha that we don't know about? Yelena excuses herself and heads to the restroom. When she looks at herself in the mirror, there's visible hurt in her eyes. The water drops through her dusted hands as she's about to wash her face. She reforms instantly with the reverse snap. The decor changes around her, which shocks her. It's five years later, when Yelena learns she's lost five years of her life, the first thing she wants to do is find Natasha and tell her that she's okay. I am certain there were some unresolved things between the sisters, because the passage of time hits Yelena like a ton of bricks. I wanna know who broke the news to Yelena that Natasha died. In the present day, Kate comes back home. Eleanor inquires if Clint is the reason behind Kate's bleeding forehead. Kate clarifies that Clint protected her and asked her to stay away from him. Eleanor nurses Kate's wounds and consoles her for failing to be a superhero. She doesn't want Kate to be reckless. Kate is heartbroken because she thought she could be one of the superheroes. Eleanor is glad Kate came to her senses. Kate reveals that during their investigation, they found that Jack may be responsible for Herman's death. He is also the CEO of a shell company called Sloan that launders money for the tracksuit mafia. Kazi is nursing Maya's wounds. He tells Maya to stop her hunt for Ronin. Maya asks why would she do that if she's so close to figuring it all out. Kazi says, I'll help you to capture Ronin. But as soon as we kill him, that's it. What Kazi is saying is not the answer to the question Maya asked. What are you hiding, Kazi? Kate visits her burnt apartment. There's a bottle of sriracha lying on the table. The glass window is open, so Kate suspects something is off. Yelena appears behind Kate and calls her by her full name. Kate Bishop! Kate throws the sriracha bottle at Yelena in reflex. And Yelena catches it mid-air, inches before it could hit her face. She exchanges pleasantries. Hi! Throughout the conversation, Yelena keeps calling Kate by her full name except for one instance, when she says, Kate, this is not cutlery, because she has one fork, because she is one person. Kate, you need to buy cutlery. Clint visits Grill's apartment to tend to his wounds and see the pizza dog. Kate asks if Yelena is here to meet Clint. Yelena corrects Kate, saying she's here to kill Clint. When Kate defends Clint saying that he saved the world, Yelena quips, My sister saved the world. Natasha Romanoff saved the world. Kate points out that Clint helps people and sometimes there's collateral damage. Yelena believes Natasha has gone because of Clint and killing him would be the right thing to do and also complete her assignment. Kate is shocked to learn that someone hired her to kill Clint. Kate says no one is perfect, but Clint is good, and Elena should look into the person who hired her to kill Clint. At Grills' apartment, Clint wants Grills to keep the dog for a bit because his hotel doesn't allow pets. Grills insists Clint stay with him. Clint is so exhausted that he dozes off on the couch. The next morning at Eleanor's house, Jack is being arrested. Jack claims he's being framed. Clint visits the Battle of New York Memorial near Pershing Square Plaza. He removes his hearing aid and speaks with Natasha's spirit. Jeremy Renner has outperformed himself in this scene. He compliments Natasha and tells her he misses her. He's doing his best to earn the lease of life that she gave him. He apologizes to her for what he's about to do next. Kate's childhood room, Clint's hero-worship poster, and her first tiny little bow motivate her to get in touch with Clint again. She requests him to call back and talks about the other woman on the roof. She even informs him about Jack's arrest. She manages to perfect the coin trick whilst leaving all these messages. Clint shoots an arrow message to the tracksuit mafia guys for Maya to meet at the Fat Man Auto Repair. Clint calls Laura to inform that Maya got her hands on the watch and knows about the family. He has to end things tonight before the big guy gets involved. Laura understands more than anyone ever could. I love their dynamic. Clint puts on the Ronin suit for one last time. Hopefully. Maya is waiting. Kazi is set at the sniper position. The other tracksuit mafia guys are hiding around. Clint appears behind Kazi. Kazi wants to talk, but Clint knocks him out. Clint takes out the tracksuit mafia guys one by one. Maya starts shooting at Ronin. When Maya runs out of bullets, Clint appears with the Ronin sword. Clint fights Maya. Maya manages to grab the sword from Clint. A little later, Clint removes the sword from the situation. After some hand-to-hand combat, Clint gets his hands back on the sword. Clint gets Maya at the pointy end of the sword and reveals he's the Ronin. Maya is surprised he revealed himself just to kill her. Clint clarifies that if she or anyone comes after him or his family, it'll be the last thing they do. Clint says he and Maya are the same, though Maya thinks Clint is a monster. Clint explains that they are both weapons, blinded by rage and easily manipulated. That night, Ronin was tipped off by an informant who works for Maya's boss. Maya's boss wanted Maya's father dead. Maya doesn't believe Clint. She snatches the sword from Clint and is about to attack him. Right on cue, Kate comes to Clint's rescue. In the meantime, Clint escapes. Maya also leaves on her bike. Clint meets Kate in an alley and instantly knows she tracked his phone again. He asks if she has a rescue plan. A cab waits for them. Kazi is glad to see Maya alive. He apologizes because Ronan blindsided him. He asks if she killed him. Instead, Maya asks Kazi why he wasn't present on the night her father was murdered. Kazi has a lame excuse that he didn't get a call about the meeting. Kate informs Clint that she spoke to the girl in the mask and she's Natasha's sister, Yelena. Yelena follows Eleanor to inquire what kind of person she is. Grills has taught the pizza dog some tricks. Kate receives a message from Yelena informing that her mother hired her. She even messages her a video clip. In the video, Eleanor is with the kingpin, aka Wilson Fisk, aka the big guy. The guy Clint was worried about this whole time. You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching the awesome Podmix page on Patreon and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.